everybody. Welcome to Two Minutes and Beyond, the podcast where we review the Toy Story movies two minutes at a time. I'm Macy Ball, and this is Bianca Garcia. Hello. Hello, and we've got a guest with us today. Would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Kevin. Hi, Kevin. Hi, Kevin. How's it going? It's going. Well, this is a blast. This is a blast (laughs) and a half. Um, It is. I'm excited just because... Uh, I have never seen Toy Story outside of this two minutes that we're going to talk about today. <laughs> oh, boy. I have no context whatsoever. That's fantastic. That is a lie, of course. <laughs> I've seen it many times, but wouldn't that be fun? Would you like to tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do? Yeah, my name is Kevin McCreary. I have a podcast called All New Early Recordings with Kevin, and that's what I'm mostly known for. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I know you for that podcast. <laughs> uh, no, I have a YouTube channel, I think is the, the the most successful thing with my name on it that I've been involved in. Outside of, there was a, uh, a music video that I filmed uh, about seven years ago that, that uh, the music video itself has like 77 million views. And wow. my name is at the end of that. But, Very nice. Uh, it's no, it's not thanks to me. I, I <laughs> just was assigned it at work. They were like, "Go film this," and I'm because nobody else wanted to, and so uh, that's my biggest claim to fame. But yes, uh, so you might know me from that 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 <laughs> random music video out there, or you'll know me from uh, from being on this podcast right now. <laughs> Hooray. And the ceiling fan. <laughs> that too. <laughs> yes. If you're a fan of Adventures in Odyssey. Yeah. I, I think there's a, a 1% at most of people who are fans of Adventures in Odyssey who know what the ceiling <laughs> fan is. <laughs> but uh, that's what I do. I find really niche audiences and then I make fun of the thing they like. I mean, that's kind of what we're doing here too. A little nice. bit. Nice. We well, Toy, Story is apart. An, Toy Story is an entirely niche. No, it's not as niche as Adventures in Odyssey, but yeah, yeah, or Christian movies. Yeah, that, <laughs> if if people are listening and they're wondering why I'm referencing Christian movies, it's because on my YouTube channel I primarily review Christian movies and talk about um, talk about how great they are. <laughs> just, just I ba- love the authenticity of your voice. <laughs> A bastion of quality content in Christian films, so just top yeah. tier, top tier, yeah. Like, why doesn't Hollywood the, the the amount of messages that they've sent to Hollywood and Hollywood just isn't getting it yet? They don't so. see the creativity and the awesomeness of yeah. the gold standard that a Christian that is movie Christian is. film <laughs> and Christian entertainment. What all together, yeah. Oh, gosh. So, well, thanks. Uh, I think, Macy, we go back... A long time. A hundred years, I believe, so... Yeah, I think um, through the Adventures in Odyssey fan community and, like, your podcast, The Ceiling Fan, and all that kind of stuff, we some we became internet acquaintances, I guess, and Facebook friends. And we've met in person a couple times. I've actually been to your house before. For the BlimeyCon event. Wow. Uh, you broke up there, but I assume you said you've actually been to my house yes. and stolen things from me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Very yes. good then. <laughs> but the audience won't know that because it's recording locally. Yeah. Is that correct? Nice. Yes. Good. Well, I don't mean to take up your whole podcast with uh, <laughs> with small talk and uh, pleasantries and uh, nostalgia. Though, I believe there'll be a bit of nostalgia to come. Just a smidge. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, in this episode, we're going to be talking about minutes 59 and 60 of Toy Story. We've got some very emotional minutes here. Mm -hmm. It's true. Are we ready to get started? I'm ready. I was born ready, actually. All right. This clip starts off with the tail end of Woody's last line from last week's clip. Why, sure you can, Buzz. You can get me out of here, and then I'll get that rocket off you, and we'll make a break for Andy's house, except all that we hear in this clip is the word house. Uh, Buzz says, Andy's house, Sid's house. What's the difference? Woody answers, 
Oh, Buzz, you've had a big fall. You must not be thinking clearly. Buzz says, no, Woody, for the first time I am thinking clearly. You were right all along. I'm not a space ranger. And he opens up his wrist communicator to see the words made in Taiwan and says, I'm just a toy, a stupid little insignificant toy. And Woody corrects him saying, whoa, hey, wait a minute. Being a toy is a lot better than being a space ranger. Buzz says, yeah, right. And Woody responds, no, it is. Look, over in that house is a kid who thinks you are the greatest. And it's not because you're a space ranger, pal. It's because you're a toy. You are his toy. Buzz asks, but why would Andy want me? And Woody answers, why would Andy want you? Look at you. You're a Buzz Lightyear. Any other toy would give up his moving parts just to be you. You've got wings. You glow in the dark. You talk. Your helmet does that, that, that whoosh thing. You are a cool toy. I'm crying. I'm crying deep down. <laughs> Tears. <laughs> what an inspirational speech. Isn't it, though? It's heartwarming, you know, of 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 all the people to have to explain this to Buzz, you know, mm-hmm. the guy who was trying to convince him otherwise. Yeah, and rather rudely at that. He was, you know, just like that was his whole motivation for the whole movie. Exactly. Being a jerk to Buzz. And now he's actually having a heartfelt moment with him. I think it's intentional by the writers. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean to, uh, I, you, please lead the way. I will talk uh, if I don't have direction. Oh, you're fine. I don't know how you guys normally um, I mean, dive into these. We do everything aimlessly. So I, please, ugh. if you need to say something, please say something. Very good. <laughs> so what he says, you've had a big fall, but how does he know that? Because he wasn't mm. there for that. He was, I think he was stuck in the closet. <laughs> This yeah, but he he knows his arms not attached. Yeah, but for all he knows, Sid might have done that. But maybe it he doesn't mean a a physical fall. Maybe he had a a, a fall as in a realization, a mental fall. Yeah, an emotional fall. It could be. Yeah, I don't a fall know. from grace, <laughs> or maybe he heard the. The plasticky, crunchy. Yeah, who knows? We don't know how loud it was because there was music playing (laughs) over top of it the whole time. I mean, we did kind of hear him crunching down the stairs. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. But he could have been yelling as he was flying, (laughs) falling without style. His little Wilhelm scream. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I really like the the lighting effect that the that the rain in this scene creates because mm. it's both like it's both like sad and weirdly like comforting at the same time yeah I yeah do it's like that the kind lighting. of day for the day for night I, one thing that's amazing about pixar is their ability to uh to make like actual camera angles and and in effects and lighting effects as if it's physical within the world of of the cartoon mm-hmm. yeah, and, and how much they pay attention to what a, a lens would do in this situation. Yeah. They and, treat it. Sorry. What were you saying? Yeah. No. Yeah. They, they treat it like it's, there's a physical camera there, even though, you know, they're working in a 3d space. So technically they could just do whatever they wanted. Yeah. Yeah. And so that lighting and, and the, the mood, the lighting gets a little lighter as mm-hmm. it goes um it, it goes from blue to kind of a morning like a uh, yellowy yeah. glow yeah yeah it it brightens up towards the end of this of this clip when he you know he decides to help what he get out of the out of the crate yeah my favorite part which isn't actually i don't think in this clip it's in the next two minutes i don't know if i'm allowed to but as a kid, I also watched a lot of uh, Home Improvement, <laughs> the show. And there is a the toolbox that is on top of the crate is a Binford toolbox, which is from the show Home Improvement. That's great. I I had seen something about that, and I forgot to write that down for this episode. So I'm glad oh, okay. you remembered yeah, that. <laughs> I, and I think I was primed for it because also, well, wait. What this came out in two thousand four? What year did this come out? Ninety five. 
That's what I meant to say. I, I, <laughs> you're like, uh, no, Kevin, not even close. Uh, yes, 1995. I meant to say 1994, but I realized uh, I'm looking something up right now just to make sure uh, that I'm right. Yeah, so 1994 is when the Santa Claus came out, uh, which is mm-hmm. also Tim Allen. And he goes, ar, 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 in that movie. Which is also a reference to uh, Home Improvement. improvement. And then there was a moment in Home Improvement, I remember, which I loved. I just, this was like the crossover, the Tim Allen averse, um, (laughs) that he would make these references within his projects. But there's this moment where the, his nephews uh, are over and uh, Jonathan Taylor Thomas's character is like playing with the nephews and he's got this little, uh, um, Simba doll and he's like hey how's it going (laughs) and then Tim Allen comes up behind him with the uh with the Buzz Lightyear doll and is like hey it's me and so like because they both did the voices for those characters and it was on ABC which is owned by Disney and those are both Disney movies so uh just a lot of fun Tim Allen crossover references to his other content that I've always enjoyed that's pretty great. Yeah. They yeah. may enjoy that story. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen, I don't think I've ever seen Home Improvement because it was, it was kind of before my time. That makes sense. Because like, I mean, like Toy Story, I also came out in 1995. Okay. So. <laughs> yes, <that's, laughs> my little sister uh, came out in uh, 1996. So. Uh. <laughs> um, but yeah, there was. Speaking of Tim Allen and the Santa Claus, there was a Toy Story reference in Toy Story 2, or it's the Santa Claus 2. Yes, where Where he says, you're a sad, strange little man. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Which is especially funny because the evil plastic Santa that says that is a toy himself. Is a toy. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You are a toy. (laughs) That's fantastic. (laughs) And you... Are a sad, strange little man. I bid thee farewell. <laughs> anyway, um, you guys talk about it. I suppose I'm monopolizing <laughs> the conversation on uh, on rabbit trails. You're fine. Um, speaking of Tim Allen, his performance in this scene is really his voice acting is just it's really great. There's like a a, a lot of emotion there, and like so few lines too. Like, he really manages to just pull out of a lot of emotion in, like, like I said, just a few lines. And the the animation, whoever, kudos to whoever did that as well, because it's so subtle and it's just so, it communicates so much. Like, there's the, uh, the part when Woody says, it's not because you're a space ranger, pal, it's because you're a toy. Like, he kind of, he winces a little bit when Woody says, uh, it's because you're a toy. Like, even mm-hmm. though he's just admitted it, he's just said it himself, like, a second ago. It's still, like, hard for him to hear. But you can, like, tell what he's thinking through uh, through the whole thing, like, just watching his face. And yeah. it's great. And there was no, like, motion capture Mm-mm. for faces <laughs> back then where they're just, you know, this, right, is, yeah. this is the performance. Even though this is um, uh, Tom Hanks, who would... L- not too long after this, the make Polar an entire Express. make Polar Express, which was motion <laughs> capture. Yeah. Wow, a lot of connections here. He's like half the voices in that movie. Yeah, yeah, and you can tell because he's not as good of a voice actor as Tim <laughs> Allen. <laughs> uh, you got a I love- very distinct voice, so you can't really change that. Like, if you have a very distinct voice, it's very hard to change mm. that. But. He also played Santa Claus in that movie. Well, yes, true. like Tim that's Allen true. played Santa Claus. You you know uh, what is neat is for all of the Woody toys, it's Tom Hanks's brother doing yes. the voice. You guys yeah. know this already. Uh, <laughs> yes. I, I I will I will <laughs> back into a, a shrubbery now <laughs> you, <laughs> with my well known facts. <laughs> Yeah, we went to 
Disney World together in December, and they have the big like Woody statue in front of uh-huh. Toy Story Land, and I kept calling him Jim Hanks because it was <laughs> Jim Hanks doing voice. Doing <laughs> his voice. That's awesome that he gets to like work. That's his. He can make money off of his brother's career. Right. Yeah, and he's like he's a legit voice actor too. Like he does stuff outside of of Toy really? Story. Like he was the the voice of Jeffrey the Giraffe, the Toys R Us mascot. Oh, really? Yeah. That's, that's the cool. only other thing I can think of right now. Yeah. I love the, you mentioned the animators and, and the movement is cool, but like just, this is such a testament to uh, the, just the level of detail between mm-hmm. like the crate and how, like just the scuff marks and, and scratches and the, the, um, the texture on in some areas, like it's used to like when he opens up his um his you know to look at his his, his wrist when, communicator when buzz yeah his communicator and it's just the sticky residue from mm-hmm. the the decal that was on there um like toy story has always been such a cool movie to me because it didn't have to be good because it was the first f- full feature film full length feature wide release computer animated movie. So people were going to go see it. It's kind of like uh the movie Avatar where like mm-hmm. the movie's not great, but it didn't have to be because of the spectacle of the film. Mm-hmm. And this movie because of the spectacle of it didn't have to be a good movie. And the amount of thought that that is in every single detail of this movie, even in the scene that is so like ca- there's so much care and love that went into this um just the like the the uh, the notebook behind him the mm-hmm. the tm notebook it's just so- some military <laughs> handbook <laughs> yeah and and just the character of sid when he wakes up i know that's in the next scene as well uh, but when he's like oh yeah he's not like even though he is evil to the toys like when you kind of they give him that you know, his butt's up in the air when he's sleeping <laughs> and his uh, they give him this childlike aspect when you zoom out mm-hmm. uh, where he's just like, oh, today's the day that I'm going to blow up the toys. <laughs> <laughs> he's excited like it's Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We've talked about how, you know, him and Andy really aren't that different. It's just like how they express their creativity. Mm-hmm. Say it is more destructive Destructive. (laughs) yes yeah and i think the only thing about him that is different than me when i was his age is that i wouldn't have blown up a new toy like something that was new and everybody was talking about and wanted i wouldn't have destroyed something like that but i blew up all kinds of stuff (laughs) as a kid (laughs) i destroyed all kinds of toys (laughs) <laughs> it's like my brother. He did the same thing, but because he was like so absorbed with like being in the army and he had so many G.I. Joes and we had a bunch of exploded G.I. Joes. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. Like I... Combat car all over again. <laughs> I had uh, army men and would set them up and throw firecrackers at them and <laughs> blow them up. And um, the way. Woody calls Buzz's helmet retracting that whoosh that thing. Whoosh thing. <laughs> it's always made me it's always made me chuckle every single time. Yeah. Do they reference that in later movies too? I don't think I, so. I feel like there was something that would be like a uh I always it, it's I call it uh it's not my term, but I will call it this in this moment, uh sequelitis, where like there will be something that is funny or significant in the first movie and then they make it like the cornerstone or the foundation of this follow-up movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I think maybe you got a friend in me has a little bit of that where it's like, it was a song and then it becomes like an important part of the lure of the movie. Right. And I, sometimes it can work really well. And sometimes it's like, wow, this movie really fell in love with itself uh, <laughs> between the first movie and the second movie. <laughs> Well, I've thought about that before, too, like how I think Toy Story 2 is the only one of the four that doesn't start off with that song. Mm. Mm -hmm. I think with 
the third and the fourth one, it's it really serves mostly as like nostalgia to like get just hook you in with that nostalgia like right yeah. from the get go. <laughs> yeah, it's manipulative a little bit. A little bit. You know what movie I first noticed it in? I'll I'll tell you the movie Speed Two. <laughs> <laughs> cruise control <laughs> uh, oh, that's the, fantastic <laughs> I love that first movie it's ridiculously great it is uh, if, if you ever get the opportunity if you haven't seen it check it out but the sequel so there's this line where they say like relationships based on tragedy just never work out mm-hmm. and it's not like a mantra it's just something that within the world is like something that they're like yeah we probably shouldn't date because with this terrible thing happened but then in the sequel, it becomes like the motto of the characters. And I remember that seeing that as at like as like a 10 year old, which I probably shouldn't have been watching those movies <laughs> at that age. But, no. um, you know, what are you going to do? Uh, I think I watched the first one on TV. So the guy was like, I remember him going, oh, shoot. Oh, shoot. And I <laughs> saw it later and realized that was not what he was saying. No. <laughs> and uh <laughs> And, but anyway, that, that sort of thing happens a lot. And I think, I know I'm giving more of an overall perspective of Toy Story, but I think Toy Story did a pretty good job. But I I also think maybe there isn't a lot, a lot, you don't have the ability necessarily with something that becomes just immediately beloved uh, to avoid that kind of sequel. Uh, You know, this is, this thing is now important in the world. This is the mantra. This is the the thing that we all live by, even though it was just some random thing that some character said in the last movie. Right. Yeah. Finding Dory kind of fell into a sort of similar problem where I felt like all of the humor in that movie was just, or at least a lot of it was just rehashed, like jokes from that worked really well in finding Nemo. Yeah. It's you like, know, another movie that did that with the jokes was, uh, but this was because of the writer's strike was Transformers 2, where they had like one dirty joke in the first movie. And they were like, well, people laughed at that. So then the whole rest of the, <laughs> the second whole movie, movie yeah. it's just that joke. And it's like, mm, no, you missed it. You missed the point. <laughs> Good. <laughs> well, are we ready to move on to the next part? I think, I think so. Sure. I, I just will say that I think it's sad that that doll's arm is part of Sid's alarm clock. And I don't oh, know how yeah. that would actually work. <laughs> I think I was saying in our last episode or maybe the one before that I want I want them to I want that alarm clock. I'm like Disney. Mm. Make that alarm that. You clock, know, and I will. Yes. I will give you money. Do you know what the else they've never done, or at least I've never seen in all my years since two thousand? I mean, since nineteen ninety six. I was born then. I was not. I was born ten years before that. But uh, this, they never really came out with Buzz or Woody as as they are in the movies. Like they, Buzz's buttons are always all just one button. Every toy that I've seen. Yeah. Um, there was one uh, Woody doll that came out for Toy Story 4 that had a plush body. But uh-huh. like his face was actually close. It was like it was still a plastic face, but it was actually like his frozen toy face. So a okay. lot of like toy collectors and modders were getting those ha- their hands on those dolls just so they could like replace uh switch out the heads of their other woody Uh. dolls (laughs) to make them more movie accurate and then try to sell them in japan (laughs) i'm sure some people were selling them online (laughs) that's a little reference to toy story (laughs) 2 you don't say yep i've seen the movies okay i will not make you guys uh listen to my banter no i mean everyone our <laughs> listeners here, the two of us, talk all the time. So, so please talk because they're tired yeah. of us. <laughs> yeah. Very good. <laughs> so anyway, moving on. At 57 seconds, Woody suddenly looks sad and says, as a matter of fact, you're too cool. I mean, 
I mean, what chance does a toy like me have against a Buzz Lightyear action figure? All I can mm. do is, and he pulls his pull string and his voice box says, There's a snake in my booth. <laughs> he says, why would Andy ever want to play with me when he's got you? I'm the one that should be strapped to that rocket. And dejected, he turns his back to Buzz and sits against the side of the milk crate. Buzz starts to think and looks at the word Andy written under his boot and then looks up at the toolbox on top of the milk crate with resolve. What he says, listen, Buzz, forget about me. You should get out of here while you can. He looks back to see that Buzz is gone, and then that's where these two minutes ends. And he's gone forever. He does go back to Andy, and uh, <laughs> Woody gets strapped to a rocket. <laughs> yeah, I mean, none of us has ever seen what happens next. Nobody. <laughs> this is how we're watching the movie. This is our first time, so we're at the <laughs> edge of our seats every <laughs> single time. <laughs> I hope nobody is like following along with this podcast and watching Toy Story for the first time two minutes at a time. <laughs> that would be neat. I'd love that. <laughs> I feel like with as much as we like dissect every little detail and every inconsistency and like animation cheat and everything, that would probably ruin the movie for someone watching it for the first time. <laughs> This this close up of uh, Woody, you can really see the the crates imperfections or the the roundness of the texture. They got a little too close to the crate texture there. <laughs> <laughs> just a smidge, just a yeah. tiny bit. I do love the the feet and and you know they since they've been running around and stuff, running through mm -hmm. the gas station and Pizza Planet and stuff. They're they're dirty. Yeah. They got they've been beating feet. Yeah, they've been beating each other up under the car at the gas yes. station. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. love that when he <laughs> he closes his helmet <laughs> it's his hand stuck. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense though, because there's I don't know why his helmet would close that hard, but <laughs> Well but Woody's a toy and he doesn't really have sure. any muscle mass. <laughs> So I'm guessing that for a kid, it wouldn't hurt their finger. Also, I think there's a bit of where, like, they have some control over their functionality well, like, as toys. I mean, Woody uses his voice box to mm -hmm. talk to Sid. At yes, the end. and he doesn't have to pull the string or anything. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not like and his, he turns his any head of his around. phrases. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. And there's a few times in the series where that happens, where they like kind of use their mechanisms, but they mm -hmm. have kind of uh, sentient control over them. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to, th I know there are other examples, I feel like, but I can't think of any right off the top of my head. The one that I remember is in Toy Story 3, when all the children are about to rush into the daycare and Buzz just, like, closes his helmet because he knows that all hell is about to break loose. <laughs> uh, I, but yet there are levels to where they don't have control because, like, when Buzz is Spanish, he can't speak English. That's true. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But that, you know, that maybe that was just played for laughs. Yeah. I'm I'm beginning to think maybe now that I think about it. <laughs> the part uh, where he's like do I like I don't know what it's called flamenco dancing and <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I think it I think it was like uh it, it may have been t tango. I don't know. I I I don't or know tango. anything about that. You right, you're a good Christian girl who doesn't know about doesn't know about dancing i grew up baptist yeah they don't dance me too they don't dance they just care about eating and gossiping man but a baptist potluck mm, you know what yeah so good I'm like, i will go to a baptist church when they're having their sunday lunch so good uh so like there's a bit of self self-loathing here Mm -hmm. But I think there is a genuine aspect of realization, you know, that like, but, but he's wrong just because you, and this is kind of something that I, I find interesting about the series is the, the ability to kind of maintain that they're toys, 
maintain that there's essentially like ownership and slavery in this world and yet not make it and still have like real legitimate conversations about this because we as humans can relate with these characters even though we shouldn't belong to people like this <laughs> you know our values shouldn't be placed in a uh in whether or not somebody wants us or wants to play with us or whatever right you know there should be and 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 it's certainly we don't deserve to be strapped to a rocket if somebody doesn't want to be our friend <laughs> you know like so there is an aspect there where it's uh you know i have some admiration to the writers for being able to play this off in a in a good relatable way that doesn't come across like you're telling kids if if your friends don't like you anymore strap yourself to a rocket <laughs> or that your value is is in people being your friend or something right. like that right yeah well i i feel like this is kind of where like all of woody's insecurities that have been like brought out by you know buzz's arrival they've like finally come to this point and like he f i feel like on one hand he he does need to get to that point so that he can be you know humbled and not uh so obsessed with being andy's favorite toy but at the same time he kind of at first he like kind of draws the wrong conclusion and thinks well i guess i'm just worthless compared to buzz so mm. like i just deserve to be trapped in you know this crate there's it, it is fascinating the um the journey that he goes on i mean obviously it's 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 woody's story of of he's the one who is has the problem at the beginning but what i what i find interesting is they they really do a good job at making it like showing his betrayal like showing the betrayal of andy to woody but in a way that you don't hate andy because he's just a kid. He's know? just a kid. Mm -hmm. And look, here's this cool new toy. And there was nothing, there was never anything that was presumptuous about Woody, though, that like he deserves the top spot until Buzz comes along. He just is a natural born leader and had the top spot. Uh, and that that's, I don't know. It's interesting. Just I was just talking to somebody recently about a story that they're writing, and it's kind of like a, a Freaky Friday esque. Uh, it's a Wonderful Life type magical thing happens story, and um, and it, but the problem is like the character kind of makes a wish, you know, like I wish that this would happen to my husband, and finding a way to make that relatable to where she doesn't seem like the bad guy before she learns her lesson. And I think this movie does such a good job at n never not making, and I know that was a discussion early on, was there was, you know, Woody was kind of too much of a jerk and and kind of a, an unlikable character. And so that that was worked through. But that's such a that's such a good writing technique of being able to make a character who is the main character have character growth so you don't have him but still not making him a, a somebody you hate at the beginning um there's so much nuance in that and to where you you do care about woody and you understand you are you see his perspective the entire time but there are moments where you're frustrated with him where you're like just get it woody get it <laughs> please it's like we know you're better than this stop being a jerk yeah yeah. But that's because they really had to like rewrite Woody because in the beginning he was just like a hundred percent jerk and there was nothing likable about him. Yeah. Yeah. We talked so, sorry. Were you, were I was you still just gonna saying say something? like it's you know coming from that, you can still make a character be a jerk, but still be likable. Yeah. To where mm -hmm. it's not too overbearing and you still like that character. There's something encouraging to me about the fact that these professional writers who wrote Toy Story still made that mistake early on. 
mm-hmm. you know, that, okay, so it took some work to get there, um, yeah. but that they also had the wherewithal to say, okay, we, we created this character, we like it, but we realized that it's not working. Yeah. And they could, they could know how characters work. And I'm, I say this a lot, but I'm a huge sucker for quality characters. And so many of the Pixar movies have that. Um, and, and, you know, I've, I've, people are like, kept, kept, people on the street, they come up to me, right? And they're like, <laughs> uh, they're, the, you know, what, what Christian movie do you like? Cause you're so, you hate Christian movies so much. And, uh, and I always say, I really enjoy the series, The Chosen. And the reason I like that series is because of the character development. It has quality characters. It has, when a character does something, you're like, that is such that character that I've gotten to know and love. And a Toy Story is always, that's, I think that's why they can make something that's like a, um, uh, uh, you know, the, a Halloween special or whatever. And it's still mm-hmm. those characters. And you're like, oh, it's those characters again. I love hanging out with them. Yeah. Um, but the story goes about the original, what they call the Black Friday version of the script, where what he was just totally unlikable was that uh part of the reason it got to that point was because jeffrey katzenberg who was i think the was he ceo of disney at the time or i don't know but he he kept like making notes on the script and pushing for like more it should be more edgy more edgy more edgy more edgy and then finally when it got to that uh they had a screening with a bunch of disney executives and it was terrible, and they they were like, well, why is it so terrible? And one of the executives was like, well, because it's not their movie anymore. Because you mm. kept pushing for it to be more and more edgy instead of letting them make the movie that they wanted to make. Yeah. Katzenberg. And then at that point, they were almost at, like, people were, if they couldn't turn it around, like, people were quickly, people were going to, like, lose their jobs, and it was a whole mess. Somehow they managed to to turn it around and eventually, you know, came out with what it ended up being. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure you've, you've seen a Pixar story. Yes. I think I watched it before we started this podcast. Yes. It's (laughs) well worth a watch that and waking sleeping beauty are just such fascinating documentaries about, I should watch it again because it's been like 10 years. Uh, But like just the, if you have any interest in cre- the creative world, just to see these people who have made these legendary things and all of their like mistakes uh, leading up to it and, and discovering. But it's really that. It's that not being married to your ideas, but also being able to stand up for what you know works. And, um, you know, I think Katzenberg is who went on to... Uh, to do to to start DreamWorks, is that right? Mm-hmm. Is that who that was? Yeah, that's yes. why I was trying to remember who he was at Disney at the time because I couldn't remember when because he was. DreamWorks I think happened. so because he was. Well, yeah, because he would have he left DreamWorks during a Bug's Life, and that's Made why ants. ants and a Bug's <laughs> Life both exist. And Ants is much more of an edgy movie, um, and a weird. Un- uh, uncomfortable movie. I've never watched it just out of principle. Please don't. <laughs> it's one of those movies where you're like, what did my eye holes just see? Yeah. <laughs> there's some funny moments, but there's some just like, you know, they say they say hell in it and they say damn in it. Sorry if you have to bleep that out. <laughs> I don't grew think up Baptist. Uh, But like, it's just in it. It's like, why? I mean, it's much better than any of the, like, those, you know, n- Ninja Panda movies or whatever. <laughs> like those Kung Fu the, Panda? N- well, the rip-off versions of those oh. movies. But, yeah. like, it's still, it's high quality, and it's Woody Allen is the main character. But it's just, like, why would you make this a cartoon? This should not be, this should not exist for children and it it's not supposed to be for children it's that mentality where it's like this should be edgy and cool and and kind of that mentality that mm-hmm. they don't want us they don't want people to think that and like computer animation is for kids 
but it's yeah. going to be. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure Katzenberg has done some great things in his career. Like Shrek. <laughs> yeah. And and Quibi. Was he behind Quibi? Yeah, he was. That's that's his most recent failure. So sometimes oh, you just man. got a lot of money. You can do a lot of things. So you just do whatever the heck you want. You're just like, you know what? Let's just make this for the heck of it. It's, there's some people who are able to just make a, th- a thing that sounds almost like the next big thing to where they can get enough investors to just put money. Oh, yeah, that must be the next big thing. They probably mention Lord of the Rings and how Lord of the Rings was turned down by a bunch of studios in all of their pitch meetings. <laughs> <laughs> You know, probably Lord of the Rings was turned down by 10 different studios. So invest in me. You won't regret it. And then they immediately regret it. Right. It's like, (laughs) but see, the thing with Quibi is it's like, I remember when Twitter came out, I'm that old. (laughs) Yeah. And I remember thinking someone explaining they had a video on Twitter on the homepage that was explaining and they called it microblogging. And they were like, microblogging is where, you you know, how you, you make a blog. Because everybody was making a blog back then on Blogger. I'm yeah. sure. Uh, Our website is still is on Blogger. Because okay. that was the only way I know how to make a website. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but all of that to say, Toy Story is a great movie. <laughs> it is. It really is. <laughs> I can see why you picked this to go through. I can't believe you guys are so close to being done with the movie. We've and got yet, like so far. <laughs> let's see. This is minute minutes fifty nine and sixty, and there are about eighty one minutes, so not okay. too much. Um, I feel like part of the reason Buzz starts to come around towards the end of this clip is that he hears. Like, you know, the attitude that he's been having coming out of Woody's mouth and realizes how ridiculous it is. Yeah. If that makes sense. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I hadn't thought about that. Now, I will say there is rain on the window while they're talking, but there is not rain on the window when they look outside to see that the truck is there. Are you sure? Yes, I thought at first, because there are, like, uh, BB gun holes in the window. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Like, pellet gun holes, uh, where Sid has clearly shot through the window. But also, there's water dripping down on the window. And I'm wondering if that's uh, leftover from something, like, that they were going to do something with that. Hmm. I don't know. Does it rain earlier in in the movie? In the scene? Well, I mean, it's raining... Throughout this scene, I think, yeah. Right, because that's why Sid didn't get to blow up Buzz, because oh, the thunderstorm yeah. happened. Okay, okay, that's yeah. right. Oh, man! <laughs> that's right, okay. Very good. Yeah. Well, look, I didn't rewatch the movie for this podcast. I watched the scene, and everything else is from memory. From ten years ago, when I watched it last. Oh, my gosh. I'm sure. I did go see Toy Story 4 in theaters at the time. So that's the last time I thought about the movie Toy Story. Mm. That was like, what, two, three years ago? Five years ago? I don't three know. Three years ago. Okay. Yeah, must, yeah, I think it was three years ago because it was before I, I started my last, my second to last job. And it was, uh, and it was um, because I was going to start just reviewing regular movies. I had movie pass. I was ready to go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I said, "This is a, this is a, this is a, almost as guaranteed as Quibi." There you go. <laughs> I'm investing all my money into movie. You're pass. like, this is a wonderful life choice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've got my card. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um. So last night I had like my music on my phone on shuffle while I was driving, and like the score from this scene popped up. And I was like, oh, that's the scene we're talking about tomorrow. And yeah. And I I realized providential. Yeah. (laughs) And I realized it's kind of a similar way to how like the lighting 
changes from like darker to brighter at the end. The music changes from like uh it's sort of an instrumental I will go sailing no more and it changes into Buzz and Woody's like theme music. Ah. That, like triumphant. Yeah, it's like that da 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 that kind of thing. So I thought that was interesting. Yeah. That is pretty neat. I never really paid attention too much to the music here because I'm enthralled by their dialogue. So that is fun little information. Yeah. No, I agree. Like the the music is something that I feel more than I pay attention to. Mm-hmm. I don't listen to soundtracks very often, though I do listen to the Tron Legacy soundtrack. <laughs> it's pretty good. I mean, it is a pretty good soundtrack. Yeah. So. <laughs> So when Woody pulls his pull string, it says there's a snake in my boot. Mm-hmm. I had heard somewhere that that was a reference to like there's a snake in my boot was was uh, like an old time phrase that meant like, you know, you were so drunk that you were hallucinating, <laughs> like seeing a snake <laughs> in your boots. OK. And I tried to look it up. And and find out if that was was true. And in my like thirty seconds of research, all I could find was um, a Cora answer. Yeah, it, <laughs> it was like it was like a lot of. Did you know like this uh, random movie fact from Toy Story that this you know snake in my boots is has to do with alcohol and like with like no actual sources. Well, I, I, if you click on it, there is a comic that's that's like a guy with a bunch of snakes, and it says oh. he has had many snake adventures, <laughs> and uh, there's all these snakes and also alcohol. Well, like I said, I only did like thirty seconds of research, so, so uh, <laughs> about to put a snake in my boot. So we talk a lot on this podcast about. Now, Buzz often moves in ways that should be physically impossible for him. Because he's plastic. Via, yeah. Like, even being able to reach, like, his laser, he shouldn't be able to do that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but because, like, with animation cheats and everything, they make it work and look okay. When he lifts up his boot to look at the word Andy mm. under his foot, like, I don't want to know what that looks like when you zoom out. He may have, re- yeah, he may <laughs> he have removed. his leg. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, because his make joints are only, yeah, no, you're right. I didn't, I never thought about that because I was so enthralled by the story. <laughs> you know, I guess you're just nitpicking here. We are very nitpicky since the very beginning, since the first two minutes. <laughs> no, that's good. I think that this is good to have this archived of you guys really going two minute by two minute. We, yeah. <laughs> so in the in the audio commentary, they talked about how for this scene, they originally animated much more of it. There was like five pages of script for it, and a lot of stuff had to be cut out. And uh, Pete Doctor talked about how, you know, he later realized that it turned out better for the movie. But at the same time, because he was the one who animated it, he was Mm. like, no, you can't cut that. But um, there's actually uh, on YouTube, I found a clip of some of the animation that was deleted. And and it's really weird because it's like part of it is like what he's still kind of ragging on Buzz for like not moving in the scene before like when Woody's trying to drag him mm-hmm. away to hide from Sid he's kind of like well it's your fault that you ended up like this you know strapped to a rocket because you didn't you weren't helping me you weren't moving or anything hmm. which at this point in the movie it feels weird yeah. for yeah, Woody to still Woody be acting like get that it now. Yeah. Woody's finally ex- admitting to himself that he's been jealous the whole time Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And probably realizing that he's he's he hasn't treated Buzz super great. Right, yeah. Yeah, he's kind of a jerk, actually, now that I think about it. He is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess uh before we wrap up, do either of you guys have anything else you want to say about this clip that we didn't cover yet? Uh, yeah, no. screw 
Woody. (laughs) (laughs) I've just had this realization that he's a total jerk. And uh, you know what? I'm throwing away my Woody toy that I sleep with every night. (laughs) Just depressing. I will not throw it away. Please don't throw him away. He will be sad in the trash. (laughs) Yeah. I'm gonna put him on the top shelf, actually. With there that, you go. with my Just uh, let him penguin, dust. with my penguin doll, squeaky <laughs> toy. Well, thanks for being on the podcast, Kevin. Yes, thank you, thank you for having me on the podcast. Of course is is there anything you would like to plug? I don't do that. I don't believe in it. If people like me, they can like me. I'm happy to be liked. It's my favorite thing. Is to be liked, but uh, you know what? I don't like to force it on anybody. You know. Okay. <laughs> but if you if you, you want to like plug me, your YouTube channel, then like me. Yeah, I, didn't I mention it? Uh, Say goodnight, Kevin. Is my you channel. probably did. You can head over there, uh, and love me or hate me, but don't comment if you hate me because it will uh, destroy my whole day. <laughs> At least you don't have to worry about people disliking your your video anymore. Yes, I don't have a lot of uh, Toy Story content, but I do have one that's a review of Toy Story 4. So if you want to check that out, that'd be a good place to start for all our Toy Story fans out there. I'll put that in the show notes, maybe. Yeah, because Toy Story is a big part of my childhood. I was 10 years old when it came out. And, uh, you know, right around the same time as 101 Dalmatians starring Glenn Close. Well, I I guess we'll go ahead and wrap this up. Thanks for listening, everyone. Be sure to follow our Facebook and Twitter accounts and send us an email if you have any thoughts, comments, questions, or concerns. And if you enjoy the podcast, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. See you again next time. Bye. 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 <laughs>